bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. It's Friday. And everybody left me. Ain't nobody here. Everybody out partying. They left. They was like, I'm out. Like everybody. I'm here by myself. Ben Jamin was supposed to be here. He's not here. Zach is supposed to be here. He's not here. Ain't nobody. I'm here all by myself, which is basically one of the biggest lies I can tell on a Friday because, you know, everybody's here. All right. So here's the deal. I came across a story that I thought was pretty interesting. And so I thought I'd kind of look at it and share it with you. And it has to do with a stereotype. By the way, if you have any phone calls, it's Open Line Friday. 833-212-1017 is the number. Remember, you can join us here on the war, winning 1017 The Truth. We stream live on YouTube and Twitter, or commonly known as X, at 1017 The Truth. Live. And if you see live, then you'll see me, Truth in the Afternoon, all that stuff. So. Hmm. You know, one of the longest running stereotypes about black people is they don't like to swim. Now, is it that we don't like to swim? Or is it that we can't swim? I don't know. But the root of this issue comes from slavery, racism, 
And as black people gained more freedom, more um, autonomy, other issues occurred, other issues popped up that pretty much contributed to us not doing certain things. One of those certain things is swimming, water sports. And so it's rare that you see black people in water sports. Like when was the last time you saw a black diver or a black swimmer? Exactly. Unfortunately, a lot of time, you know, there, there, there were times when most, most of us were kind of scared to jump into water. But we had to when we were being transported across. Because when you... When you think about where slavery started, it actually started in South America. Not started, but a lot of it got, well, no, let me, let me, let me retract that. The transportation of slaves was easier to go from the Horn of Africa and Nigeria and all those areas because Brazil, right? It's boop, straight trip, straight across, we're done. Whereas it took days to get from the Southern Hemisphere all the way up to America. So those are some of the things you have to look at. And many times we, we believed, you know, my ancestors believed it was better to jump overboard and die than to become someone's property. And so, would you say that we've progressed? I would say yes. Would you say that we've progressed and have moved forward in relation to civil rights, (laughs) in, in relation to simply doing something like Beaches. I mean, public swimming pools, we couldn't get in. We couldn't get access. They wouldn't let black people on the beach. They wouldn't let us drink water. Can you imagine if we actually swam in the water that people drank? even though it's filtered. Imagine that. Public swimming pools. Diving boards. Well, we can say this probably, I'd give it a 90, 95% accuracy where this caused a domino effect and caused us not to be able to learn how to swim. 
White Americans determined to prevent their slaves from having multiple methods of escape didn't teach slaves how to swim and basically kept them from the water. Now, people will say this is one of the core reasons why black people are unable to swim. But let's look at where we live. We live in multiple uh, large metropolitan areas, many of which don't have access to a beach. Like, I can't imagine living in, where am I thinking? I can't imagine living somewhere like Kansas City. Are there beaches in Kansas City? Are there beaches in Indianapolis? It's in the middle of a state. I, I mean, would you even go swimming at a at a at a a river? Like I don't know. But that's just me. So there are there are myriad reasons why black people don't swim. Some of it starts with slavery, but the 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 articles that I read and the information I got says that it's one of the core reasons why black people aren't able to swim because slave owners didn't teach us how to swim, kept us away from the water. I think that might have been true then, but what about today? I remember when I was the PIO, the public information officer for the chief of police, and there was a slew of babies drowning. The one that struck me was the young girl whose sister fell in the water and the other baby jumped in to try to save her and they both drowned when neither one of them could swim. And it blew up. And people were upset and they were screaming and you got to learn how to swim. Oh, my God, our babies don't know how to swim. And then it kind of went away. Organizations don't teach how to swim. You got to pay money to go to the YMCA to learn how to swim. You got to join the Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts or something to get a merit badge to learn how to swim. And we really don't get the access. And so a far cry from jumping into the water because we don't want to be someone's property to today, I think it's a far stretch. And so next time somebody tells you, you know, the effect of slavery is over, while internally I have some argument about it really doesn't reach this far. I think about those dead babies. And so the next time somebody does come to you and say, slavery doesn't have an effect on us anymore. It's over. You know what I would tell them if I were you? Think again. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. This is 1017 The Truth. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. I'm going back to the South. 
I'm going back, 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 back when my roots ain't watered down. Growing, growing like a baobab tree of life on fertile ground. My ancestor put me on game. Long time on gold chains with my old shoon in a jail. Drip all on me. I'm good at the keep playing. Hold on, you're not still like such a non-trapper. Okay, you caught me singing. 833-212-1017 is the number. It's Friday. Had to get a little Beyonce in. No, she got a movie coming out December 1st. I wonder what that's about. I mean, I thought I wanted to go see it, and then she started talking about she has a new animal self. And I'm like, uh, maybe I'm going to find something else to do December 1st. (laughs) 833-212-1017. 1017 is the number. So I have a video I want you to listen to from WISN 12 on WISN.com. And I want you to hear because, you know, we talk about NPS and we talk about stuff that happened on NPS. But every now and then we need to listen and hear and know what happened at NPS. Patrick, it turned into a life or death situation very quickly, but Principal Derek Jenkins says that he's just glad he was there to step in. A peaceful Thursday had the potential to be anything but at Highmount Community School. It was in this cafeteria? It was in this cafeteria at this very spot. Principal Derek Jenkins says he was out in the hallway when he heard students shouting in the cafeteria. A student was choking on a hamburger. He ran over and saw another teacher trying to save the student. Jenkins then stepped in, performed the Heimlich maneuver. I stayed calm. And the food flew out. All Highmount staff are required to learn the Heimlich maneuver, something Jenkins says he's thankful for. Because I stayed calm and and knew exactly how to perform the Heimlich maneuver, and I believe that's why the outcome was successful today. Jenkins encouraging students and anyone who works with children to learn how to perform the life-saving measure. When he got his breath, he said, you're my superhero. Do you feel like a superhero? You know, I thought about it. Um, you know, I just want to make sure that I'm available for my scholars. If they want to call me a superhero, oh well, I'll take it. But I, I'm just glad I was able to do my part today. In the right place at the right time with the right training. Emily, how is the student doing now? Patrick, because of privacy laws, MPS did not give us the student's name, but Principal Jenkins says that he's happy and healthy. And after a check with the school nurse, the student was able to go back to class for the rest of the day. And there you have it. So every now and then, you know, people always, you always beat up on MPS. I want everybody to do better. You beat up on me and tell me I got to do better. So how come I can't beat up on you and make sure you do better, right? Turnabout is fair play. But I want to say congratulations to Derek Jenkins. I know him. Um, I consider him a friend and a brother. Uh, he's a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, and he did a phenomenal job. He's a principal, assistant principal slash principal at Highmount Elementary. And um, 
out in Washington Heights here in the city of Milwaukee, and he did a phenomenal job. Think about this, though. Next time you complain about going to work, next time you complain about having to do something, next time you complain about going somewhere, what would have happened today if Derek Jenkins decided to call in sick? He was in the right place at the right time for the right reason, for the right kid, at the right school, in the right city. That every decision Principal Jenkins made in his entire life brought him to a day and a time such as this. To be there to save a child's life. That's something that we all have to take into account and we all have to take a look at so that when we start complaining about why we're going and what we're doing, you have to start looking at your destiny. The decision you make. I remember multiple times not wanting to go to work because I was tired and beat and had court and was up, and the kids had to go places, and I wanted to call in sick, and I didn't. And something happened that during that shift that helped me remember that if I wasn't there at that time, at that place, in that moment, this could have turned out poorly. And so we, we have to make sure that we're doing things because – It's the right thing to do. And I think it's powerful. Congratulations to the Milwaukee public school system for having those systems in place that saved a child's life, that everybody has to be trained in the Heimlich maneuver and, and see CPR and, and all those things, right? It's not for everybody at MPS. It's not for all the teachers and the staff and the principals and assistant principals and paraprofessionals and security. It's not for them. It's for the one. The one time in the one place, in the one instance, someone was able to save a child's life. And I think that's powerful. And he should be commended. And if you know Derek, commend him for saving the life of a child. That is something that you can never, like, it's, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And he did it. And so congratulations, Derek. Appreciate you. Um, that's what's up. 833-212-1017 is the number. So MPD had a chase last night. I don't know why when you're chasing, you got to shoot at the police. But, you know, they shot at the police and they got caught. And so now they're, you know, in jail. In jail. But what I really want to talk to you about today is there's there's a lot of construction going on around town. It's raining. It's the weekend. Be careful. But. 
We've heard in recent weeks there's discussion about what we're going to do about Brady Street. Multiple people, people have gotten hit on Brady Street, just like around Marquette University High School. And they, they did a really, really good job along with the police department, um, the public safety office, all those and other partners throughout the city to help Marquette students be aware that when you're walking the street, you need to pay attention. You can have a light. You can have everything. But if you're on your phone doing what you're not supposed to do, you can get hit by a car and quite possibly killed. Well, that's happened in, the, in, in recent months on Brady Street. And so there's now a discussion on how to improve Brady Street. If you've ever been to Brady Street, it's always crazy. I have never been to Brady Street unless it was maybe 5 o'clock in the morning where there was nobody there. But people are talking about how to improve Brady Street. And so one of the options was to make Brady Street pedestrian only, just like State Street, the seven and 800 blocks of State Street in Madison. It operates as a pedestrian mall. It's been that way for decades. It's car free. No cars. Think about that. And every now and then you'll get the errant person who doesn't read signs and doesn't understand and they'll follow and they'll turn onto State Street and people will be like, hey, what are you doing? Um, there are no cars here. So a pedestrian mall itself wouldn't generate necessarily more foot traffic, but if traffic is already there on these major streets, it would improve the traffic. And this is this is what the downtown Madison um, president, Jason Ilstrup said. So somewhere between two and four blocks is the sweet spot for a size where you could put, I don't know, what, what, what would you put, concrete barriers up to stop people from doing it? Like, I don't know. What are your thoughts? 833-212-1017. Do we need streets in Milwaukee that exhibit no... Car traffic? And if so, do we need them in the neighborhoods? I would love to have a, an, an area where we could have no car traffic. And that would include bus traffic, truck traffic, none. I think it would make the city safer in some areas. I think um, I'm, I'm not sold on cul-de-sacs. But while we're in this era of coming up with money to fix stuff and make stuff work and change things, let's start looking at what we can do to make Milwaukee safer. What are your thoughts? What can we do to make Milwaukee safer? Will it, will it take pedestrian-only streets? Will it take closing off streets altogether or making them into cul-de-sacs? Because speed bumps, I don't know if that's going to do it. 833-212-1017 is the number. Traffic, sports, and weather. Up next. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, for Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. You know, Team Pella is executing some really incredible plays. I mean, products with limited lifetime warranties, incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. I remember the first time I saw blinds and shades in between glass. And the first thing I thought was, how did they do that? Is that like when they get the ship in a bottle? Not really realizing like it's in two pieces, but anyway. This is just like that. I mean, it's incredible. It's innovation. But you don't have to buy extra blinds or extra shades. You've got stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. You don't have to worry about the sun coming in if it's early morning, if it's noon. If it's at night, you don't have to worry about other people seeing inside. Because this Pella play right here proves to be the game-winning touchdown. So here it is. Make Monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 for a patio door. And you can get a free quote, PellaWI.com. That's PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Certain restrictions apply. See showroom for details. Remember, that's PellaWI.com. Offer ends 1031 of 23. I would buy a house. And if I'm going to hold on to it and pay $19 a month, yep. Do my whole, I'm do my whole house. Think about that. That's what I'm talking about. So make sure you check it out, PellaWI.com for details. 833-212-1017 is the number. Before I get to Sandra, let me hit the talk and text line. Uh, Dr. Ken, I think I know swimming thing in modern times is a... Northern Midwest thing for blacks in Virginia, where I grew up, particularly Richmond and Lynchburg water. We blacks did nothing but swim year round almost. In fact, we invented a sport called cross pool, which was a form trending water tag game played in the deep end of the pool throughout the South. So I think the inability for most blacks not knowing how to swim is centered here in the Midwest States only because it just wasn't hot enough for Enough extended periods of time. You're incorrect. You're wrong. No, seriously. Um, we had beaches. We had all sorts of things. They just wouldn't let us. And we were too busy playing basketball and football and yeah, ground sports. I don't, I don't think it's a big deal. Personally, I wouldn't want to swim in an ocean. I might get swept out and disappear or something crazy like that. See? It's that, it's that fear factor. But I, I get what you're saying. Um. I knew a lot of people growing up black that swam. I knew how to swim. I got taught how to swim growing up. So, but I was always afraid of the water because I can see you could drown. So, you know, then there's that. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Yes, Sandra, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Everything's going great. What's going on? 
Uh, everything's going great, <laughs> and I'm listening to the program yes, like ma'am. I normally do. Okay. And uh, I'm, lis- I'm listening to you speak about the swimmers, but um, I told you some time ago I took swimming three times. I'm still not a swimmer. I just I wasn't crazy about swimming, but um, I just I just wonder why a lot of times uh, when 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 they say something, it seems like it's like an issue about black people don't know how to don't know how to swim and they drown more or something? Is there like a, um, something that says, a count that says that black people are drowning more so? I don't know. Than anybody? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because I'm just wondering because I see you know, folks do a lot of dangerous stuff. Climb, uh, what, what, climb mountains? Somebody got to go rescue? Uh, jump in the water with sharks to get the arm, leg cut off? Who paid for all of this? When when things like that happen to them, and I never hear them say too much. They show you on TV where they got rescued or the limb got cut off from a shark. But who pays for all of that? Where does the money come from to rescue them and to pay for uh, the me- medical needs they will but need? But that's and, part of and public. Of them, they get this figure the public, forever. Huh? The public pays for that. Oh, that's what that's what I'm saying. Taxpayers, but it's so, not. But but should we not we do it? Know how to but should we not do it? Since we don't know how to swim, put up some money so we can learn. They always complain about something. Why we always got to get stuff for free? Why can't we just go learn how to swim? Look, you, uh, I, I've taken it and I've had instructions. So it's instructions to swimming. And a lot of times if you get in trouble, you can float. You know, I know, you know, some stuff because I took it. But like I said, I was not a swimmer. I was not really interested in it, but I took it three times. Why would you and, take it three uh, times, Sandra? Because my sister asked me to go one time with her. Okay. And I took it at school. And when I took it at school, we didn't have a pool. I went to Rufus King, I told you. Mm-hmm. So we had to go to the natatorium over there. Right. To take I remember the lessons. that. And so I just wanted to get out of school. That's all, because it was the last hour. Mm-hmm. And I had to take the bus, of course, because I lived on 10th and Burley and had to go to Center Street by Martin Luther King Dive over there. A little bit past where, where that school, Robert Fulton. Then it turned to Malcolm X School or something mm-hmm. or something other yep. over there. Yep. Yeah, the, the middle school, right across the street from over there. So I wanted to get out of school the last hour, so I just took the bus and went over there. And uh, uh, the third time I took it, I, I, I can't even remember why. I just took it. <laughs> I just do stuff like I did the reserve work. I did reserve work. I just took it. Somebody told me, they say you didn't know you uh, if they uh, needed you, uh, they want to call you in for a war or something, you had to go. I thought I was just crazy. I didn't even think about it. I just signed up. So and do you it was take just advantage of that now? Camp. Huh? Do you take advantage of the fact that you were in the reserves today? No. Good. I don't take no advantage of it. Why because not? When Why? I left, I just left. I didn't really check out the right way. Huh? No, I just left. But to me, I think when I started, I got to relook it up. They said it's just like experimental. They were doing women with uh, children and, you know, see how that worked. So you just and didn't go back? Kind of, no. I just canceled myself because it was experimental. Hmm. But I, I stayed there about, uh, I did about three whole years and, uh, and there was no war. You know, so, so you were in the Army Reserve or the Air Force Reserve or what? It was the Army Reserve. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I just, I just, I just, uh, it was experimental. So 
I guess it wasn't like back in the day they had the whack and the women could join and they had right. those, you know, specifications. They had to probably uh, be single, no children and all that stuff. So it was just like an experimental thing where they were trying to see if women with children can go in. Did you get sworn in? You took an oath? No. No, I don't remember taking no oath. Hmm. I don't recall ever taking an oath and swear on that. I just went. Did you get paid? Yeah. Hmm. I only went twice a month. It wasn't like an everyday thing. Twice a month, two weeks summer camp. So it wasn't hmm. like the regular army where you have to go for real training and all that stuff. Go hmm. for summer camp and two weeks summer camp. Go every once, uh, one weekend out of a month. Right. Yeah, so it wasn't like uh, the real, real. I guess, like I said, they said it was experimental. That's why I did it. All right. Yeah, and so like I say, you know, some things, it's just that, you know, they harp on stuff so much. I just had to say, you know, stop harping on stuff because, you know, they do a lot of dangerous stuff out there. And then uh, uh, the city has to pick up the tab for all of that. All right. Well, thank you much, Sandra. I appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Hello? 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 This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Indianapolis Animal Care Services and IMPD right now involved in the search for that missing monkey on the east side of Indianapolis. A monkey on the loose at this hour. Police seem to have it cornered right now. Let's go to Fox 59 Sierra Hignite. She's live for the search area. The latest on the combined efforts to find Momo this morning, Sierra. <laughs> That's right. I did not have a missing monkey on my bingo card this morning yet. Here we are. We are on Ironway Drive here on the east side and uh, a crew actually just went back behind these set of houses. Momo the monkey was spotted here running in the street just a couple minutes ago, but some dogs in the area actually scared Momo off into the trees of this wooded area behind these homes. Crews just went back there, but there are police cars scattered all over the neighborhood with their eyes peeled for Momo this morning. There was about six officers that went back there. Every once in a while, you can see them popping right through uh, this chain link fence here, but they say that the monkey ran up into the trees because some dogs had scared it away. There were about five officers that walked back there. One of them had uh, a large net that they're hoping to catch Momo in. They did warn me. They said, be careful. 
if Momo, if you see Momo, Momo does bite is what they told me. And this is actually, there's some new homes being built on the other side of this neighborhood. And I overheard one of the construction managers warning uh, his crew that if you see this monkey, don't approach it uh, <laughs> and, and to be careful. So people around here are certainly on the lookout for Momo this morning, hoping they can catch him now that they've got their eyes on him. Now, IMPD and IACS, they're both working together to find Momo the missing monkey. Dispatch received calls around 6.30 last night that the monkey had escaped from a home near South Midhoffer and East Washington Street, which is right in the area that we're in right now. Police were dispatched to the 500 block of Iron Ridge Court. The monkey was last seen before now, just a short distance away near the 10,000. So why are we looking for a monkey? Thrive, according to IMPD. Because the monkey stole some beer. And when they rolled up on a monkey, the monkey is sitting there drinking beer and then went on a rampage. So you would think that that would be like a, the name of a drink? I don't know. The name of a bar, the drunk monkey? But a monkey in Indianapolis sips beer, gets drunk, and then terrorizes a neighborhood. That's why you carry a baseball bat. Works wonders. Just a bizarre Friday show. 833-212-1017 is the number. What's going on, Al? You're on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. You know, I was going to say, and don't forget about them people be having tigers as pets and stuff. You remember that mountain lion that was over there on, like, Third Street or yeah, stuff like that? Yeah, the one that they never found. Uh, yeah. Um, what I was going to say about Brady Street, I think there's pros and cons. Okay. If you take out the cars, you don't have to worry about being hit. But then where part where they really don't have parking, everything is just going to be more congested in that area. But another thing I noticed that I, when I'm on that side of town, I don't understand why people on that side, a lot of those people be walking out and moving traffic, just like they got bumpers and airbags. And I never could understand that. Like you are a human body. Why would you walk out in front of a moving vehicle? That's two, three, four tons and they just walk out like it's nothing. And I think maybe that could be adding to some of these accidents. Because usually I try to be kind of careful. But it's been a couple of times I rolled down my window and like, now you know you know better than that. You walking in front of a moving bus or just a car, period. Yeah. So you can close it off, but it's, it's going to be pros and cons to it. But I think the most the, the root of the problem is... The drivers got to be attentive, got to be attentive, and the people walking across the street got to, you know, because somebody's always, you know, somebody's going to lose walking in front of a moving vehicle. Oh, yeah. Whether it's a go to a car, but I never could understand that on that side of town. They just walk out in front of the car, and they'll look at you with the attitude. Right. And and they're not even so on the crosswalk. Yeah, and I, and I don't even get it. I mean, I've seen a couple of sisters down there do that. And I had to roll my window down and say, I know you know better than that because, you know, down here, they'll hit you just because. And they'll just keep on walking, and I don't get it. But I just wanted to share that. All right. I appreciate Have it. A Have day. a good weekend. Take care. All right. It's, it's, it's crazy. I've seen people just walk across the street. I've seen people walk across the street looking the opposite direction, not the way that I'm. And I'm almost thinking, are they are they walking out there on purpose to get hit so that they can get paid? Or what what's... What's exactly going on? I just find that interesting.
Mm. 833-212-1017 is the number. It's already tight in that area where would people park their cars in the neighborhood. Yep. Or open up some strategic parking lots. It would only be for a couple blocks. It would only be for like two, maybe three blocks where that's it. And so you wouldn't have the whole street shut down. You could park along the way. Um, Mr. Matthews said Lake Michigan is much more dangerous than any ocean would ever be from a swimmer's peril. Huh? There's no tide that could take your butt out to sea in, in a lake, is it? That's what I'm talking about. So here's here's a kicker. And I know we got a break for news and all that. I was in Myrtle Beach and I was at a conference and I took off and I and I and I I'm trying to remember now. Oh, the tide comes in in the morning and it goes out at night. I guess that's a northern hemisphere thing because it's not southern hemisphere. It's like the toilet flushes clockwise in the north and counterclockwise in the south, stuff like that. And so I, I, I thought it was odd because I was looking at the hotel we were in and it was on stilts, like concrete pillars and iron pillars. And I, and I thought, this is kind of weird. This is, this is like, why is there so much space underneath the hotel? And they said, oh, the tide went out. It'll be back in this morning. And I was like, well, what do you mean? You know, you hear about it, but you never really think. And I'm looking under the hotel going, I can see straight out to the ocean. They're like, yeah, you can, you can see that. But the tide is coming in in the morning. And so there were some people going out playing in the water early in the morning. And they told, like they had signs that said, do not play on, ble- on, on beach. Tide goes in and out. You know, and it was like whatever in the morning, whatever in the evening. And so as I stood there, you know, further up the beach, up by the rocks and the wall and all that, you would watch the tide. And every time it would come in and go out, it came that much further. And I saw a man and a woman playing and they're horsing around and they're, you know, looking at the water and the water would come in and they would run towards me. And then the water would go back out. And they thought it was funny. They're goofing around. Then the water would come back and the wave would get a little bit bigger as it flowed in and they would run away from it towards me and then go back. Well, this one time, the lady and the man were running and he tripped. And you could see his, you know, wet sand. You could see him fall and his, like his leg and his knee got caught in the sand. He kind of sunk down a little bit. When the water came, the water went over his head and then it went back and it didn't go over his head that far. When it went back, it started to slide him backwards into the water and you could see him screaming and clawing at the, at the sand and the woman runs up and grabs his hand and pulls him in and they run back to the wall where I was and there's this, and by then the water had literally overtaken where they were and you couldn't see that they were even there. You know, there, the, the, the sand imprint and all that, gone. The water had come in that fast. So when you talk about dangerous, Lake Michigan dangerous, mm, I don't know. Still staying out the water. I'm just saying. Because at some point, you have to be careful 
because water doesn't play. Nature doesn't play. Fire, storms, floods, you know, nature doesn't play. Because if you got to choose and if nature, if you got to fight against nature, here's a word. It's called lose. <laughs> 